Welcome to Champions Battlefield. I'm your host, Trevor Carroll. With me in studio today is my broadcast partner, Jamak Lashani. We have via Skype former two-division champion, Chris Buckwas Anderson. Chris, welcome back. Chris, let's ju uh, jump right in, man. Would you ideally like to jump back into the cage as early as March 17th? Um, I don't know, man. That might be a little too soon. Uh, I might like to, but also... Uh, I still haven't gone back to training yet after after a five round fight. It was a, it's a pretty tough fight, so I don't know if that's enough time to recover and get back into shape. But um, you know, if I'm open to offers, so so we'll see we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Speaking of that fight, you know, five round fight. Do you did you feel like you were behind in that fifth round, and did you go in there trying to finish the fight? Um, fifth round for sure, yeah. Um, I I felt like I was down um, because of the top control, um, and um, you know, uh, like I I knew he wasn't doing a whole lot, but you can't deny the top control and and the takedowns. Um, I knew I knew it was like close, but I felt actually I felt like it was three to one for him at that point. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I gave it all I had to try to knock him out. Like, I was um, gassed, I think, maybe in the second or the third. I was just pooped, man. And uh, um, at that point, like, I, I had nothing left. So, yeah, but but I, anyway, I tried I tried to, to uh, finish him. And, and I knew if I got taken down in the fifth, it was, it was done. Like, I was just going to roll over and tap out because I, I had enough of that shit just getting laid on, you know, and I was just tired. So I, I did everything in my power to try to knock him out and to stop the takedowns and, and I didn't, I didn't get taken down and I was able to land one really good uppercut, but man, Dwyer was tough. He, he, uh, he didn't even really buckle when it hit him and, and yeah, that's, that's how she goes. Except in that first round, I remember one of the very first shots that you hit him with, you, uh, you buckled him, uh, actually the first two shots that you hit him with, you buckled him. Did you, uh, expect that kind of reaction from him off the first two hits? Uh, yeah, sort of. Like, I knew I had, um, power. Like, here's the thing, I was, I was, like, torn between, like, am I gonna try to rush him in the first, or do I wanna, or do I want to conserve some energy and and take this fight later on? Like both both have their um, have their risks and rewards, and and I think I chose the wrong one. Um, I went all out and was putting everything into a lot of big punches, which gassed me out right away. And I don't usually do that, but I really uh, I think some of the animosity and and uh, all that and made me fight a little different. And I was trying to take his head off early, and you see, you see me swing like a lot of haymakers that just missed, and it was a lot of energy wasted. And um, um, yeah, but I knew, I knew I could hurt him. I thought I could knock him out, but he was, he was really tough. He, um, you know, he dropped to a knee for a second, popped back up, and and then I, I, I don't think he really wanted to exchange in the pocket after that. He kept his distance, or or he closed it, right? Chris, you're clearly at the top of the local scene. You know, at, you're at the at the top of the heap, and you've had pretty good success uh, on the island, training with your training partners and and Bill Fraser. 
Do you ever think about moving to a different camp where you have maybe access to other training partners that are that are your size um, at a higher level, kind of like Rory did when he moved to TriStar to train with uh, the likes of uh, GSP? Um, you know what, sure. I think it's uh, getting to the point where I may need to go somewhere where there's a lot of... Uh, um, other professional fighters um, training who are in in similar situation, you know, training in in fight camp. Um, uh, but like uh, like one place I'm gonna start going to more is Zuma Martial Arts. But other than that, I got no other uh, places that I really wanna wanna go to because I'm just gonna be some some random drop in, you know, and not gonna get real any any extra. Um, pointers in the gym, you know, and then you're gonna have to go there and survive, and who knows, you know, what's gonna happen. So it's kind of hard to choose where to go because you wouldn't want to go to some gym where you're nobody and get your ass punched out in training, right? And or get injured or knocked out or whatever it is, like that kind of stuff can happen. So it's kind of hard. I, I I like training where I'm training because um, you know I trust everyone. Um, you know, Bill. Bill's a good coach. He he knows a lot on the ground and. And I know people, nobody's going to try to break my arm or tear my knee off or try to knock me out in training. So, you know, in, in that sense, like, I'm comfortable. And, and there's still a lot of good guys coming down to the gym, like Andrew Bucklin and Nathan Swayze. Once in a while, Mike, Mike Hacker pops in. Um, but for sure, I'm going to start start moving moving camps around and trying to find find places to train. Chris, as a two-division champ, you, you fought for BFL ten times. What would you like to see the promotion do for you, like kind of as your career develops, that sort of the next thing you'd like to see? What's your relationship like with the promotion, and what would you like to, to see the promotion do for you? Um, yeah, I think the relationship is good uh, with the promotion. Um, I got no complaints. I think everything's going good, you know. Um, I always got fight offers, and they're good fight offers. And other than that, you know, I, I don't really need a, don't really need need much or or anything like that. Do you uh, with the with the new pay per view model? What are your thoughts on that? And also, do you do you think of any uh, adjustment in terms of the the percentage that goes to 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 the main event fighters versus other fighters? Is there any any thoughts you have on that and any changes you'd like to see made? No, I got no complaints. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a cool uh, cool idea, and I don't know. Yeah, I got no I got no complaints or uh, ideas for changing. Sweet. Tell us a little bit about uh, your your trip to Vegas when you went for the Ultimate Fighter. Um, you know, to tell us a little bit of the the story of ho- what happened, how things went, and what kind of exposure you got. Um, uh, not a lot happened, you know. Like it sucked, man. I didn't. I got like two hours sleep or some shit, and I had to go down. I had to wake up early, and uh, like I just couldn't sleep for whatever reason, you know, just being excited or or whatever. And. Um, as far as exposure, like now, I, I didn't. We talked to some of the other guys who were there um, applying for the show. Uh, there's some other guys from Canada we talked to, and um, what about agents and whatnot in Vegas? Did you run across any any sports agent? Did anybody approach you? 
Um, not there, no. Um, we were talking with uh, Max Holloway's coach, um, or not coach, sorry, his his manager. Like I had like half a dozen managers contacting me and um, telling me to check out their um, their agency or whatever, right? So uh, Max Holloway's guy uh, was really cool. He seemed really cool to deal with, and that's kind of the guy we we chose out of all the ones who were talking to us. And we just we just texted him or whatever. Anyways. He said he knew the guy. He'd put in a good word, and it looked like I was um, um, pretty uh, high on the list for welterweights. Mm. They, they ended up choosing uh, featherweight and um, lightweight based on. They said it was because of numbers, because of how many competitors showed up. Um, but anyway, like we just we did some live rolling. I think I, I rolled against a guy from. Uh, uh, Cowboy Cerrone's uh, BMF or ranch or whatever the hell it is and almost got my arm broken That's the shitty thing was it was like alright here you guys got a minute and a half to roll so everyone's just going all out like for the kill right and that's yeah. what I was worried about like shit cause I didn't even give a shit about the ultimate fighter at that point like I was just tired and I was like damn this sucks and I had a fight to, to worry about so I was like nah, this isn't even really I kind of had a feeling like it, going to it. I was like, I bet you they're going to choose the other two weight classes. Like, I don't know. So, so anyway, I wasn't disappointed. I kind of, that's what I expected. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, yeah, it was pretty um, un, uneventful. Like, you just, you, you a minute and a half rolling, then you did like a minute and a half hitting pads, and there's like four guys hitting pads at once, and it lasts a minute. So I don't know. They, they might see you throw one combo. And then you do an interview, and like and people were getting eliminated every round, and and I made it through the whole all the process down to the last last little bit of welterweights. <clears throat> so I mean everything went it went well, but uh, yeah, they ended up choosing the other weight classes, and it is what it is. Chris, going back to your last fight with Dwyer real quick here, did you? ever think that he would change his style up? I mean, you kind of alluded to this a few minutes ago when we were talking about the fight and, you know, like, not standing with you and banging in the pocket. Um, yeah, I definitely, I, I didn't expect uh, that many um, takedown attempts. Like I said uh, in an interview, I, I, I said, I bet you I hit him with a few big shots, he's probably going to shoot it. But I, was, I wasn't expecting that. That was like a constant a constant, um, like a desperation, like he wanted that takedown all the time, and it was, it was pretty frustrating. But, but I actually I expected him to, uh, to throw a lot more like teep kicks and leg kicks, and and um, I thought he was going to try to strike me for sure. Would you ever consider going up uh, to Toshido and, and and training with Dwyer since you guys are both, you know, top. Top welter, uh, top top in the in the division, and you'd make pretty good training partners. Kind of like when uh, when Rory went over to train with GSB at uh, at TriStar, they were like probably the two top guys in Canada at the time of the in their respective divisions. Do you think that would be beneficial to either of you to uh, to go to train together now that, uh, or would you be able to put aside the uh, the kind of animosity that kind of got built up towards the fight? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I would prefer I'd prefer a rematch before I did some training, but 
I don't know. Yeah, I bet you it's some it's some good training. Uh, David Lee uh, is a real cool guy, and I bet I bet they got some uh, some good competitive uh, sparring and all that stuff down there. But uh, just uh, just to go off what you what you just said, uh, I think you would probably like a rematch, right? Do you think would things would be uh, a, a lot different now that you've seen the the quality of uh, opponent that Matt Dwyer is? Um, for sure, for sure. Well, I mean, if there's a rematch, like, like I, I said earlier, like the big, the, the only thing that, that I would change is, um, swinging those haymakers. Like, I usually don't do that and wasting like that much energy. I, that kind of set me on a downhill spiral until the fifth where I finally got, got a little bit of wind back and tried, and then I went right back to it, right? Started swinging some bombs, but that animosity, like I was really trying to take his head off. And, um, that, that was the only thing I'd change is I would just fight the way I normally fight. And I would do that. Like, you know, I, I usually feel out the first little bit with some range finders and some Diaz, like kind of boxing. And then I'll start mixing in some bombs as the fight goes on. But, so I mean, yeah, that's that's the only thing I would change is like is my approach is I wouldn't worry about all the animosity and, and trying to trying to go for the knockout. Like you know, it's uh it would have been a lot better if I had I fought my own fight. But I I, I almost think with uh, some of the interviews, I think they had a little bit of a game plan there, like to to, to maybe get me out of my game. You know, with all the with all the online trash talk and this and that, but and then obviously I'd expect him to be wrestling that much, you know. I'm, I was uh, really expecting a stand-up fight, but either way, it is what it is. I would like a rematch because it was a close fight. I don't, I don't really feel like we resolved it, you know. I was hoping one of us was gonna get uh, get knocked out or submitted, but. But you know what? It, it is what it is, and uh, who knows what's next? He he, he expressed um, that he's not interested in the rematch, and nobody can make him uh, make him do that. So so it might be time to to, to move on, maybe back to welterweight, or or who knows? Chris, kind of taking this in a different direction, would you like to see BFL do a show in Nanaimo this year and have you headline it? Um, sure, I mean, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't mind, I mean, I'm not big about the, the whole spotlight and, uh, you know, selling out and main event and all that, like, that stuff really doesn't, uh, doesn't matter to me, I mean, I think it would be cool for, for my followers, I guess, because then they don't gotta take the ferry and, so yeah, it would be cool, but I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Alright. When you visualize the career of Bakwas in this sort of next 12 months here, if you had to paint a picture step by step, how would you unfold it? What would you do? How would you, how do you see it happen? Um, I don't know, man. I never think too far ahead because you just never know what's going to happen. But uh, you said, did you say in the next year? Yeah. You know what, if I'm lucky, I can get three wins over the next 12 months, and maybe that'll get me uh, an opportunity to fight uh, in the UFC. You know, that's, uh, 
that's a huge maybe, you know, three fights, that's pretty tough. There's no more easy fights out there. So, I don't know. I don't really care. I'm just going to take it one fight at a time, and we'll see what happens, you know. Okay. Last question here. I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I'm going to rattle off some names here. And then what I want you to do is tell me the first word or first one or two words that come to your mind, all right? You ready? Yeah. Okay. First name, not surprising, Matt Dwyer. First thing that comes to mind, I don't know. Get into any... Um, Come on, dude. You're not supposed to think. First word that comes to mind. Just one word. You just got (laughs) to think of one word. Just whatever comes off. All right, next one. Ryan Ventura. Ryan Ventura. Um, I don't know, man. Like, what? (laughs) Can I skip on this game? I don't know. I don't really want to play this. (laughs) All right, brother. That's fine. That's all right. No, no problem. And Trevor, did you have? How about about Cole Smith? You know Cole Smith, right? Uh, yeah. Any uh, anything good you can say about him? Anything good? Uh, I don't know. No, I'm drawing a blank here. You guys both met uh, down at uh, down in Vegas. You guys spent a little bit of time together, right? Um, yeah, just at the tryouts, we uh, we hung out um, hung out there. We meant to meet up, but it was just uh, too hard to uh, to set up, you know, locations and uh, traveling and all that shit. So. Can I just ask you one question that's just kind of like off off the book? Um, how good is it to see like uh, two champions go down to Vegas and represent Battlefield? Not just uh, in terms of like, uh, you know, you guys are representing Battlefield, but to know that the quality of level that you guys are at, you can go and represent yourself anywhere in the world as like a champion uh, and just say like, I'm a world champion and then... You could probably literally get your fight, get yourself a fight anywhere in the world. How good does that feel to like, um, you know, reach that level? Um, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Um, I don't know. Yeah, for me it was a little weird. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. It's it's kind of like, uh, um. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it's weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause. You see, like, the UFC matchmakers and, like, Sean Shelby and Derek Lewis and there's, like, Joe Stevenson, all these guys. So it's, it was trippy. Like, you don't believe it, but it's right in front of you type of thing. Um, other than that, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty cool, though. Do you think that with having those, all this stuff, like, just within your reach, it's a goal for yourself now to get get up, like, one more step up to that level? I'm sorry. What's that? Is that my? Is that my yeah? Goal? Is that is that going to be like a? Are you going to like redouble your efforts just to make it up to that level and uh, get up to the the pro ranks of the UFC or Bellator or wherever else? Um, yeah, man. I pretty much. I gotta get there. Otherwise, it's pointless. There's not enough money to survive or to do anything. Like, so I can't waste my time too long. And like, I gotta double up my efforts to keep myself alive now I'm like I was already in survival mode like I did like I said before one loss was going to be it for me right and and that was true and but like I can't go out on that loss like you know what I mean and the thing is is like I made it from a small 
little town, a little valley. I made it to the biggest um, fight in Canada, and and uh, you know Matt Dwyer is a real tough guy. He's had a lot of fights. He you know had uh, the UFC competition, um, and I took it to decision and gave him a good fight. And there's no shame in that. When I watch the fight, like I'm not disappointed in my performance. You know I. Uh, uh, remembering what it felt like at the beginning of the fifth, I can't believe that I actually was able to put on that much of a performance and, and you know, and so that being said, uh, moving forward, I can take that. I could learn from it. It was, uh, it was real good, but I can't take another loss. Like if, like if I go back to welterweight, let's say I want to do three, three welterweight fights, I got to win all three of those to, to even be considered for, for um, stepping up in competition and if I take another loss that sets me back how much more like I just I can't do that so I gotta step my game up just to survive if I wanna keep doing this like it's kinda weird I, I kinda hate this game I'm talking like MMA I, I kinda hate it but I can't walk away like there's something I wanna keep doing it and I know that the window's small for um, competing in that sort of thing oh Shit, my phone's dying here. And um, so, so that being said, like I'm, I want to survive, and I want to give it one go. And so, these next few fights are gonna have to go pretty darn good if I want to make uh, make a successful career out of this. All right, Chris, we'll let you go. Your phone's dying. We'll say goodbye before it dies. Thanks a lot for joining us. Hopefully, we'll have you down here in the studio for the next one. Cool, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Take care. You too.